Welcome to our regular episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Well, it's long past due the time I confront trying to teach you the org board in under 25 minutes. I think it's kind of incredible that we've come this far with business-wise and I've not yet delved into this subject. But today we're going to tackle it because you really need to understand what an org board is. It would not be inaccurate to say that this is the backbone of the Hubbard management system. And if you don't have an org board posted, meaning put up somewhere in your office or your business and in use, you are attempting to, uh, let us say, motor on down the highway with no chassis. How is that for a crazy picture? Yet that's pretty much what it's like to run a company with no org board. You're always running back down the highway to pick up some vital missing part, like the wheels or maybe an engine. Only with an org board do you have all aspects of your organization clearly expressed before you so that you can get on with production and expansion. The first thing to know about the org board is what org O-R-G, stands for, per Mr. Hubbard in an article dated 28 October 1970. Quote, org board, end quote, is actually an abbreviation, not for organization, noun, board, but an organizing verb, board. Your board shows the pattern of organizing to obtain a product. End of quote. Now, uh, I believe it was the second or third episode of Business-Wise in this volume, volume one, uh, where I discussed your product. That is a really important podcast episode for you to listen to after you've listened to this, if you haven't listened to it already, or to review. Uh, It's very, very connected with uh, what we're talking about today, the organizing board. You better know what a product is if you're really going to understand an organizing board. Very simply, a product is a result of a cycle of action completed where you have something that is of value and is exchangeable and is exchanged with uh, some other group or individual or activity outside of your present operation or activity for an exchange, something that you can uh, use for the wherewithal of your own survival. That's a very rough, quick definition of product. But again, I recommend you review the episode on that subject, which deals with this in detail and is pretty important to understand. Okay, but let's get on with organizing. So what is the definition of organizing? In an article uh, dated the 15th of May, 1971, Mr. Hubbard describes organizing as follows, quote, the right way to go about it is to have the tech, which is short for technology, the tech of a job, plan it, get the materials, and then do it. This we call organizing. When this sequence is not followed, we have what we call cope. Too much cope 
will eventually break morale. One copes while he organizes. If he copes too long without organizing, he will get a dwindling or no product. If he organizes only, he will get no product. Coping while organizing will bit by bit get the line and action straighter and straighter, and with less work, you get more product. End quote. So that's Mr. Hubbard on organizing. That's a handy first definition to take. But hopefully when you've been listening to that definition, you go, oh my goodness, no wonder I'm coping so much because I'm not doing any organizing. There's another stable date, and we, we covered that earlier, where uh, Mr. Hubbard says, as one remains in cope, the demand for cope increases. You are not going to get out of coping by coping more. Okay, The only way to get out of cope is to organize. And one of the critical steps early on to take with regards to getting anything organized is an organizing board. So uh, let's look at another definition of the word organizing. This one uh, you may have to make a couple of notes on. But he says here, in order to organize something, one has to, one, establish what is the final product, two, work backwards in sequence to establish the earlier products necessary to make each next product and which all in a row add up to the final product. Okay, so we'll take a little break here. Just look at it this way. Any valuable final product, in other words, a product that you have produced that you can now exchange outside of your activity, whether you're an employee exchanging with the rest of the organization or you are an organization or the uh, manager of an organization or executive director of an organization, and you are producing products that you can exchange outside of the organization for the wherewithal to survive, i.e., money, goods, goodwill, etc. You are producing a product which is the consequence or the result of earlier products being accomplished. Always. So you always want to work backwards from your valuable final product. What is the last product before the final product? What is the product before that? What is the product before that? There is always a sequence of products often beginning with something like a contact, for instance. Is, you know, those contacts that your salespeople make, for instance, that's a product. It's not a valuable final product. It's not that exchangeable. But you're not going to get anywhere in terms of marketing or delivering your product to anyone if no salesperson is making any contacts with anyone. Okay? You're going to starve to death. All right? So that earlier product belongs in a sequence of products. So you want to map that sequence of products out. That is the, one of the most valuable, maybe the most valuable analysis of your organization or your uh, what we call a cycle of production. What are all the earlier products that lined up end up in the valuable final product? Mr. Hubbard goes on to give another 10 steps to uh, organizing but I'm not going to go into every single one of them right now. I'm just covering these first two. So he says, in order to organize something, one has to, one, establish what is a final product, two, work backwards in sequence to establish the earlier products necessary to make each next product in which all in a row add up to the final product. Okay, at some point we'll cover some of these other ones. But in terms of the organizing board, these are the important concepts to duplicate. 
when you're organizing something, all right? The rest of the steps include such things as uh, working out the various functions or hats that go with each part of that production cycle and drilling them and getting them known and so forth. So uh, we can delve into this further. We've actually talked a lot about this when we talked about hatting. But for the purposes of the organizing board, we, we've got these first two points, and that's what we're going to dwell on here. So back to this article from 28 October 1970. Remember, he says, the org board shows the pattern of organizing to obtain a product. A board then is a flowchart of consecutive products brought about by terminals in series. What's a terminal? If you remember, because we covered it earlier, a terminal is a giver and receiver of communication, like the two terminals of a battery. You know, you got a positive and a negative, and you have a flow in between. So uh, a position on the organizing board, a post or a, a hat, that is uh, a terminal. And uh, in a small organization, very often, one person holds many hats, and if he's smart, he's going to have those hats separated out at least by baskets, if not desks and so forth. So uh, when he's handling one type of particle, he's just doing that. Let's say he's, uh, he's in charge of marketing. And so he has a marketing function. And so he has a marketing basket. And he's being the marketing terminal when he's grabbing all the stuff out of that basket and handling it. But then maybe he's also responsible for sales. So then he swings over onto the sales hat. He's got a different basket for all the sales prospects and leads. Otherwise, everything gets mushed into one basket. So you want to distinguish these different functions or hats. And that's what you're doing with this organizing board because they tend to, they flow and they flow in a sequence. So he says a board then is a flow chart of consecutive products brought about by terminals in series. He goes on to say, we see these terminals as quote posts and quote or positions. Each one of these is a hat. There is a flow along these hats. The result of the whole board is a product. The product of each hat on the board adds up to the total product. So you're lining out all the earlier products and you're defining which are the hats that would be responsible for these particular products. And of course, you're going to put them in sequence and you're going to find that there'll be in a certain flow, part of the flow, a certain sequence, that everything relates to the same type of activity. For instance, marketing and sales are very intimate. Okay, they, they one goes immediately to the next. You market something, you get responses, you follow up on the responses, and now you're going to do some selling. Okay, so we put those functions kind of next to each other. Those are going to fall within one division, which we could call the marketing and sales division. So that's a division of the organization, and these products are flowing from one to the next. It's pretty simple what I'm going over. So I'm going to give you an example, all right? And, and I'm going to ask you questions, and you have to answer them in your mind or jot down the answers and, and track with me on this, because we're going to make this all crystal clear in the next couple of minutes. So let's start by defining a valuable final product, okay? I am a... Um, a carpenter, and I've decided that um, there is a need out there for a quality bunk bed. And so I am going to uh, design and construct and market and distribute bunk beds, wooden bunk beds for kids or adults or camps or whatever you want. I'm going to be an expert in this area. I'm going to make the best bunk beds anybody's ever created and so on and so on. 
I'm just randomly choosing a product here. If you think about that valuable final product of a bunk bed in the hands of a consumer uh, for an exchange, I want you to track that all the way back. What do you consider would be the very earliest product in that line of products that would lead to that uh, bunk bed being manufactured, sold, distributed, and so forth? Okay. What would be the first one? You got to answer this to yourself. What would be the first product? All right. I'm going to tell you what it is. It starts with the idea, doesn't it? Somebody has to have the idea, I'm going to construct market bunk beds. So that's the source point. Now, if you look at, it all starts with that. Without that idea, nothing's going to happen. So you look on your organizing board. If you look at the seven division organizing board designed by Mr. Hubbard, you will see that the executive division, division seven, is actually at the beginning. You might have wondered, well, it goes seven, division seven, then it goes division one, two, three, four, five, six. That's a seven-division organizing board. And the one furthest to the left is seven. That's kind of weird because you'd think it would start with one. No, it doesn't because actually the organizing board is a cylinder, and you will understand that better by the time we're done with this thing. But seven is adjacent to one but senior two. In other words, it starts with the source or the idea. Now, there's other aspects to Division 7, but let's just keep it simple. You have this idea, I'm going to sell, market, manufacture, market, bunk beds, okay? Now that you've got that product, what would be the next product in sequence? Now, if you consider this example, you are the bunk bed maker, okay, and you are at a party. At the party, you are meeting people, and uh, you meet an individual, and you're talking, and of course, uh, one of the most normal questions people ask in social circumstances is, what do you do for a living? What do you do? So this person now asks you, what do you, what do, you do? And so you answer, well, as a matter of fact, I, uh, I manufacture bunk beds. I make bunk beds. And the person you're talking to says, really? How interesting. You know, it just so happens I have twins and uh, I've been thinking about buying uh, 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 or building or getting some bunk beds for them because they're coming of an age where I actually need to, uh, to get bunk beds. You go, well, well, that's a happy circumstance. All right. Now you're at a party. What is the next step in sequence? What's going to happen next? Okay, I'll answer that question. He's going to ask for your card. Or she's going to ask for your card. So they ask you for a card and you go, uh, well, actually, I don't have a card. Well, okay. Can I get your phone number? Well, I don't have a phone number either, actually. Uh, how about an email? Nope, don't have an email either. How do I get in touch with you? Actually, there's no way to get in touch with me. What am I demonstrating here with this example? The next step in the cycle of production would be you need to establish communication lines. It's not sales. It's not marketing. You cannot sell and market until you have established communication first, terminals, something that can receive communication, a way to receive communication, a way to take down communication, a way to pass out communication. That is why the next division after division seven, if you look at the seven division organizing board is one communications division. 
and don't neglect that one. It's a, it, it is a critical, critical division to the rest of the organizing board because if the communication lines don't flow, your product won't flow, your marketing won't flow, your sales won't flow. So division one is communications. So we establish address, we establish phone numbers, we establish emails, we get all that stuff cleaned up and set up. Division two, what would be next in the sequence? Look at it. Now you can market. Now you can sell. So division two is sales and marketing. Obviously, now you're at the party, you give the guy a card, he calls you the next day, you're going to sell him. You're going to send him a brochure. You're going to direct him to your website. Sales and marketing, sales and marketing. Obviously, you're going to have to do that next. But don't try, you would go out sequence if you tried to sell and market without first establishing stable communication points. Do you get it? All right. What would be the next logical thing after you've sold and marketed? I'm going to tell you, division three, finance. You need some money. You need some energy. You need some resource by which you can now build those organizing boards. Now, a lot of you are going to say, well, actually, in my business, that's not how it rolls because we deliver the product first and then we get paid. Uh-uh. That's not how it flows. I don't care whether the money or energy is another way of communicating money. I don't care if that money comes from the customer, which is ideal, of course, if the customer pays in advance, or if it comes from daddy, or if it comes from Home Depot, somewhere or another, you got to scrape together some dough to build the product. Because you got no energy, there's going to be no product. So the next step in sequence would be finance. Okay, so that's division three, your finance division. Now you have money, whether you borrowed it, on, you did it on your own credit card, or you borrowed some money from the bank or from your dad or whatever you did, you're starting this business. I have some wherewithal now. Uh, by the way, the most clever businesses I've ever seen, and I've worked with a lot of business owners, they collect at least half up front. They don't borrow any money from anybody. They just get enough money from the customer that they can sort of bootstrap up their business. And if you're starting a business, I highly recommend this approach if you can do it, okay, rather than going into debt or borrowing from your dad. All right, back to the next step. We now have this money, division three. What would be the next step? You better deliver, man. You better come through with a product. You better take that energy and use it to build something. Don't take that energy and now go party with it. You know, that's, that would be unethical, and, but that's done. Understand that you now have this energy. You're going to use this energy to create now the bunk bed. So now you're going to sit down there or you're going to get down there and uh, buy the plywood or buy the, uh, the lumber. You're going to buy the varnish. You're going to get all this stuff together and you're going to produce the product. It's going to be sitting there now. At the end of Division 4, you have the products going to be sitting there of a finished high-quality bunk bed sitting on your warehouse floor, okay, or your, your, your workshop's floor. Wow, we did it. We produced the product. The product or a product? That's a big difference. What's next? What would be the next in sequence? Think in sequences. Division five, quality. You better make sure now, before you start trying to distribute this thing, that it doesn't shake, that it doesn't creak, that it, that it is exactly, you are going to probably do a checklist of quality to make sure that it is perfect. And if there are errors in it, you're going to correct that product. And not only that, you should correct the organization that created that product. That's, you have to remember that about quality. You're correcting two things. You're correcting the product and you're correcting the organization or the terminals or hats or posts involved with creating that product. Because if it came out rickety and wrong, 
Don't just fix a product, fix the process and the individuals involved with that process as well. That's division five. You see how we're following a sequence. Don't try and distribute it till you've done that quality step. Okay. We're now gone division seven, one, two, three, four, five. Okay. What's next? It's still sitting on your, it's quality checked. It's beautiful, but it's still sitting in your, in your warehouse. Okay. Uh, that ain't an exchange yet. Okay. What's next? You have to distribute it. Okay. You've got to put it in the hands of the consumer. Okay. So now you're going to deliver that product. That's division six distribution. You're now getting that into the hands of the consumer. So let's think about this for a minute. So we take this bunk bed and we uh, go to the guy's house and we leave it assembled on the front walk, walking up to the house. We just put it there. Boom. You're, we delivered it. There it is. There's your bunk bed. And the guy comes home and he sees a bunk bed sitting, uh, you know, in his lawn or something like that. Well, you got it to him. You distributed it, I guess you could say. Um, but how's a customer going to feel about that? Not that terrific. huh? It's not really distributed. Um, it, it, you could call it distributed, but you have to closely define the product. Is the product the bunk bed at the person's house? Or is the product more accurately defined or could be more accurately defined as the finished high quality bunk bed in the home of the consumer with the consequential or with the resultant very good indicators on the entire process and service so that they could potentially refer another. That's a very clumsy definition of the valuable final product, but you could trim that down and make it very concise. The product isn't just the material object in the home. It's the response of the consumer. That is also a critical aspect of the product, isn't it? You want that consumer to be happy. That should be part of the definition of your product, whatever your product is. There should be a happy consumer in that definition of product. And you don't have it if you just dropped it off on the front walk. You have a misunderstanding on what your valuable final product is, if that's what you think it is. Okay. But now let's just say you brought that up, assembled it in the bedroom of the twins, of course, and you made up the, the beds. All right. So that actually not only is the bunk bed set up, but the beds have been made up, and on each pillow is a little uh, 50-cent teddy bear, okay? Didn't cost you anything hardly to, to, to get that little teddy bear there, and you, and you put that on each pillow. Wow. Well, well, how was a consumer going to feel when they walk in the room and they see the bunk bed, not just delivered? If they see that, what have you got? You've got a customer for life. Not only that, you've got a customer who's anytime they hear about anything about bunk beds, they're going to say, I know just the guy for you. And it's going to be you. Okay. So this shows you that if you are achieving every single product correctly, it cycles back now to seven, one, two, three, four. Now he's going to send you somebody who's going to call you division one that you're going to be able to market and sell to division two that you're going to be able to collect money for division three that you're going to be able to produce a product for division four that you're going to be able to quality check and control that product division five and distribute to that person division six who will then refer you another person division one division two division three division four division five division six division one seven one two three four you get it you've got a cylinder if your organization is not structured that way, it is not structured correctly and you need an organizing board. You need to express all these functions.
on two dimensions. And I don't care if you're a one-man band. You probably need the org board more if you're a one-man band. Okay? Otherwise, you're, you're trying to play a tune and you're playing the sax with no drums. So now you're playing your sax. You've done that part. Now let's go walk over to the drums and play the drums. But there's no sax. And where's the bass guitar? So you're not going to get much music out of that thing, are you? Okay, because everything's being played one at a time. You need it all to go concurrently. That's why you want to put an organizing board there, be aware of the various aspects of this. Uh, cycle of production, so you can make sure that they're all in, that they're all present. If you're a one-man band, of course, you tend to do them all sequentially, but eventually you can expand and you can put one person on marketing and sales. You can put another person on distribution. You can put another person in treasury. Now you can start getting rid of hats, but you won't be able to get rid of hats until you define what the hats are and you define the hats by creating your organizing board. It's called the seven division organizing board and uh, I just gave you in a very simple, fast manner how that works. Um, we took a, probably a little bit longer than 25 minutes. Hopefully, we went over it in enough detail. You got it. And from now on, you will think with the organization in terms of the seven division organizing board, and you're going to create one for yourself. If you need help in creating an organizing board, then email us at info at wiseeastus.org. We actually have several templates of org boards for different kinds of businesses. We've been helping members longer than I care to mention. We have numbers of org boards. We can probably send you a template. If you're a member of WISE, we'd be happy to send you a template for nothing to help you get a leg up. You know, we're pretty clever about these things. And um, if you're not a member, well, you, you know, you can write us at info at wiseeastus.org. We'll help you become a member and we can send you uh, some examples of org boards. I know that most of the listeners are members already, but if you're, if you don't happen to be one, uh, write us at info at wiseeastus.org uh, and we can help you get started. The, we have a campaign. It's called the Model of Admin Know-How Campaign. All the members know this. And the, the first step of it is get together your organizing board. Now you can understand why. You're going to have a heck of a time trying to get things rolling if you don't have one. All right, that's, uh, that's it. Uh, I took the challenge. Uh, my assistant said I could never do it in 25 minutes. And she was right. This is probably 26 or 27. But uh, hopefully you got it. And from now on, your business life will never be the same. It'll be far more organized, efficient, and effective. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>